Hey, Dr. Deb Schreibman here. It is February, and you know what February is? Ah, it's a tongue twister. That's what February is. I can never say February, but February is Heart Health Month, and we're going to talk about the heart because I know everybody loves Valentine's Day or hates Valentine's Day. I don't know. I was listening to the radio on the way to work this morning and they were like, you know what? Everyone should just hate love. And I laughed a little bit and I thought, hmm, that's kind of funny because what is this, a Hallmark holiday? But you know what? I always say we should just really take Valentine's Day and think about how grateful and blessed we are to have all the love in our life that we have and that we have really good, strong, healthy hearts because our hearts are so important to our health. Um, our heart beats about two and a half billion times in a lifetime. Think about that, two and a half billion times. And interestingly, one out of two adults have high blood pressure. And that's a huge amount. 50% of adults have high blood pressure. And that really takes a toll on our hearts and our cardiovascular system. As you know, our heart is a part of our cardiovascular system. Um, let's talk about what the heart does. The heart really pumps our blood so that it can take oxygen to every part of the body. And it not only just carries oxygen, but it fuels us. It takes our hormones and, and lets them, the, uh, them go all over our body. And it also takes compounds and to all of the essential cells in our body. So it does lots and lots of different things. Um, and one of the things that I think is really important to talk about is it actually whisks away all of those bad waste products from our metabolism. And that's even down on a cellular level. So our heart is very, very important. And I think um, it's super important to talk about this because it really has a never ending workload, right? When our heart stops, we are in big trouble. So we want to work really hard to keep our hearts healthy and pumping and doing everything that it can do as efficiently as it can. Because if our hearts fail, we know we've got a big problem because we are then six feet under, right? So let's talk about some of the things that can actually cause us to have problems with our heart or cause us to have heart failure. You know, a lot of people hear congestive heart failure, heart failure. Kidney failure can be really related to heart failure, but let's talk about some of the reasons that this happens. Number one, poor diet can be one of the biggest reasons that we have this. Now, I think it's really important to, um, to talk about genetics and hearts because a lot of people think that there is a genetic link to heart issues, heart failure, um, heart attacks, and things like that. And you know, there is some level of a genetic connection with that, but I always say that lifestyle can actually trump genetics. So if we know that there are heart issues that run in our family, if we know that there is a genetic component to it, then we've got to be extra careful with our lifestyle. We want to make sure that we are getting enough exercise because lack of exercise will impact our ability for our heart to do all of the functions that we talked about earlier. We want to talk about making sure that smoking, which we know is bad for our health, it's bad for our lungs, it causes cancer, but it also impacts the function of our heart.
Okay. A lot of people think it's just a lung thing, but it's actually really a heart thing. Also infections. If you're not eating healthy, if you're not taking care of your body, if you're eating too much sugar, which fuels infection, those infections can actually get to the heart. And if they do get to the heart, sometimes that can lead to death, but it certainly will lead to hospitalization and it can impact your body to be able to even do the simplest thing, like walking to your mailbox and back because that heart won't be able to pump the the way it's supposed to be pumping because it's really busy fighting that infection. And then I talked a little bit about this earlier, but some of us just have unlucky genes, right? You heard me, unlucky genes. But remember what I said, just because you have unlucky genes or a genetic link to heart disease or heart failure, it doesn't mean that A, you have to go down on that sinking ship and B, that you cannot overcome that with a healthy, wonderful lifestyle. Um, there are a lot of different things that I think of when I'm talking to my patients about heart health and cardiovascular health. And I think I think really looking at lifestyle from a younger age is so important. I know when we're young, we think we're invincible. We can do anything, you know, I don't know about you, but I could stay up all night, you know, get one hour of sleep, get up and go to work in the morning and then do it all over again. When I was young, I could, you know, eat bad food and not gain weight. I could, um, I don't know, drink caffeine at 10 o'clock at night and fall right to sleep, wake back up and go about my day. But you know, what I didn't know was that it was actually gonna impact my life in the future. And I think through education and really teaching our kids that quality of food, uh, drinking enough water, taking really good quality vitamins, taking care of our hearts, do not smoke, exercise the right way, exercise enough, have, um, uh, good genes, I guess you could say, and uh, really just taking care of yourself will really lend to a lifetime of better heart health. Um, you know, a lot of people think of heart disease as just, you know, having blood pressure issues or cholesterol issues, but there is actually a name for it. And I want to say this so that you guys can understand what it is. Atherosclerosis, that is considered heart disease. Um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, those things can also damage your heart. And so I think with really getting the knowledge, knowing what you can do to prevent it, knowing if you have a genetic link to it can really help stop you from getting heart disease to begin with. So I know there is um, a lot of information on heart disease, but I think it's pretty easy just to kind of break it down. Uh, there is a variety of medication that you can take. And you know, in my opinion, sometimes medication is okay. I don't think you should be on it long term unless your heart doesn't beat without it or unless whatever you do, you can't get your blood pressure down, your cholesterol down, you're healthy, you're a good weight, you're eating good foods, and you just really have such a strong genetic link that it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. And that's a very, very small percent of people. But um, you know, those of you, those of you that have to take those medications, you're you're in luck if you really are. Um, leaving, leading a healthier lifestyle because it will help your body to talk, um, to detox it out of your system and have the fewest number of side effects that you 
can. There's lots and lots of different vitamins, too many to really go into, but a really good quality fish oil is excellent. CoQ10 is really excellent. Many, many, many more. Um, there's also actually some medical procedures that they can do in case you are one of those people that didn't realize that you had to not smoke, that you had to take care of your body, that quality of food mattered, that the food and the lifestyle that you're leading wasn't one that was going to take care of your health. And there are people out there that unfortunately don't get the knowledge, don't get the information. So if you are one of those people, there are lots of really good medical procedures that we can have done. And you know, we're lucky to live in a country that has some of the best surgeons and doctors in the world that can really help you with something like that. I know it's a little bit scary, but if there is damage that has already occurred and um, you get a really great doctor, they can do a surgical procedure, like I said. And there's also devices. People have pacemakers. Sometimes the damage is so bad, they have to have a pacemaker. Sometimes there's, um, I don't know, there's a million different things that can go wrong with the heart. But just know that living a healthy lifestyle is going to help you now and in the future. It's going to help you with some recovery. It's going to help you live healthier longer. And that we do have access to, like I said, some of the best technology and the best doctors in the world to help you get through that. So, you know, don't fret. February is Heart Health Month, and it's never too late to start taking care of your heart health. I did want to give you a couple of quick little pointers, um, strategies to live a heart-healthy life. Um, the first one is learn about your health. If you can find out about your history, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, and what their health is, that will also give you knowledge and your doctor's knowledge if they ever need it. Another one is to eat a healthy diet, fresh organic fruit, fresh organic vegetables, even dairy and meat and eggs, those all get a bad rap. They can be really good for you. Eggs are almost the perfect protein. It's gotta be a good quality. I personally get all of my meat and my chicken and my dairy and my eggs from a local farm, from the farmer's market when they're in season. I try to, I personally try to eat raw dairy, unpasteurized, not fit for human consumption, right out of the cow, milk and cheese, because, oh my gosh, it takes like the milk that I had when I was a kid. I don't know about you, but we used to have a milk box on our front stoop. And I remember my mom would put our empty milk bottles out there and we would get home from school. We would open the box up and there would be fresh milk in there. And sometimes there was fresh eggs in there. It was pretty awesome. I also get all of my eggs from the farm. And that's because they're happy eggs. They're outside and they're eating bugs and, and rolling around in the grass and, and under the feet of the cows and living just a happy life and you know the farm that I go to is my dad and me family farm is one of them even their grandchildren are out there playing with their little chickadees and those are some happy happy chickens and those eggs are yummy um, I also eat fresh chicken um, from the local farm as well. If you don't have a farm and access to a farm, you know, I would go and eat uh, organic or um, the best quality eggs that you can get and the best quality chicken that you can. That's very, very important. Chicken, especially dairy, especially. And then 
Of course, fruit and veggies should be eaten in season. So, you know, if they're shipping them from halfway around the world to you, then mm, maybe it takes two months to get to you. Maybe you should think about eating that. We're really meant to eat the fresh fruit and the fresh veggies that are actually in season. So winter veggies in the winter, summer veggies in the summer, and that really will help you lead a healthier diet. Um, Wild-caught fish is also one that's really worth mentioning. You know, you really want this. This is very important. They have lower mercury levels, lower toxicity, and the ones that are farm-raised, they're being fed food that, you know, they make it seem like, oh, this is really great. We can control what they're fed, but they're feeding food that's out of their natural diet. So their makeup is not the food that we're used to eating. So when we're eating fish that is farm-raised, our bodies can't identify it as fish and you don't get the high benefit of the omega-3s and the good balance of the 369. So just a thought. Um, definitely you should try to move more and sit less. So I tell my patients typically about 150 minutes a week minimum of activity will really help that cardiovascular system, that heart be healthy, your blood healthy, drinking lots and lots of good quality water. Again, quality of water matters. So make sure you're getting good quality water into you. Rethink your drink. Get rid of those sugar sodas. You know, have it on occasion. Don't drink or eat diet anything. If you do it because you think it's better for your body, you're not going to gain weight, you are sadly mistaken. You actually put on more weight because your body cannot identify it as food and you store it as fat. The other thing is there's many, 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 many research studies out there that show diet stuff causes cancer. Now, for my patients, we know we have blood sugar issues, and I'm not saying you should go out and eat tons of sugar, but what I am saying is you should be very aware of what you are putting into your body, and if you have to, stevia is a great alternative. Monk fruit is also a great alternative, so try those. Monitor your blood pressure, monitor your cholesterol, um, monitor your C-reactive protein. A lot of people are like, what is that, Deb? Well, C-reactive protein is a lab that we run. It's a blood test. And it actually shows us how much inflammation you have in your body. And I believe it's actually a better indicator of cardiovascular health than even your lipid panel, your cholesterol. So make sure you're monitoring that stuff because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when you have issues with your heart, sometimes a heart attack is the first sign or symptom you might see because you might not be in tune with, oh, you had a little pain or a little pain. You might have worked out. You might have exercised. You might have thought you slept wrong when really it's your body saying, hey, you got a problem. So this is really, really super, super important. So, you know, go ahead, take some of these strategies, try to just incorporate them one at a time into your life. And I think you will see such a huge benefit to them. You know what? We're getting to the end of our time together. So if you would like to email me, you can email me at feelbetter at lakepointwellnesscenter.com. You can go to my website at feelbetterhere.com, or you can give me a call at 770-974-5215. We can have a good old fashioned conversation. Until next time, wishing you loads and loads of health and happiness. Bye-bye.